So spiritual but not religious. Has, has anybody ever heard that? Has anybody ever told you that? Yeah? Anybody ever said that? Yeah. All right. That's okay. So what do we mean when we say that? Anybody? Anybody want to offer? What's the meaning of that? I'm spiritual but I'm not religious. Huh? Maybe like I believe in God but I'm not identifying with any particular group. Right. Book. I'm not identifying with my own uh, I'm, I mean, I'm identifying with my own path, not any particular group. Uh, I want to take a picture, so. <laughs> Everybody smile and say, home. It works every time. All right, again, smile and say, home. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Now I'm going to go tell everybody. I'm going to put this on my Facebook page. So these people were smiling and trying to say, "Oh." <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So what we we're talking about, Melissa, was exactly right. Uh, we get that way because sometimes we maybe invest our faith in a, a path, and I'm not going to pick on any particular path, but. We invest our faith in a particular direction and it just seems like it doesn't pay off uh, the way we expected it to. And uh, maybe we do that more than once. Uh, maybe we have some people that we have uh, respect for that are uh, religious icons or whatever and they seem to let us down. So I think, well, you know what, I, I think I'm going to do this on my own, you see. so. And that's understandable, but let's put it in perspective. If, uh, who was it, uh, Mark Twain, the great writer Mark Twain, had this quote of saying that uh, anyone who defends himself in a court of law has a fool for an attorney, you see. Well, you could say, yeah, but I've had attorneys before and they all cheated me. You know, I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, that I'm going to get my money's worth out of an attorney, you see, so I'm going to... I'm going to defend myself, you see. We could, be, we could feel like that. However, is that the best thing to do? So we have to analyze what is it that makes us want to be spiritual but not follow a particular path, you see. What is that? It's this, uh, according to the Vedas, we're misusing our minute amount of independence that we have as living entities. Now, we have a minute amount, a small amount of uh, independence, but how can we be completely independent from God? Everything comes from Him. You see, God is the source of everything. So whatever energy we need to exist comes from Him, so we can't be completely independent. That's like my finger. My finger says, well, I want to be independent, you see. If it becomes independent, if I cut it off, the rest of my body will do fine, but the finger will wither and decay, you see. So we are uh, part and parcel of the Supreme Lord. So uh, we can't really be totally independent. However, he gives us some independence, and it manifests 
in what fashion, what form? Does anybody know? What is your what is the manifestation of the independence that you have? Free will. Free will, exactly. You have freedom of choice. You have freedom to make your own decisions. God does not say, you had better make this decision or I'm really going to get mad and I'm going to hit you with a thunderbolt or whatever. He likes it. He wants you to be, he make to make your own decisions. You see? This is necessary for him to have the relationship with you that he wants to have. In other words, he wants you to be a volunteer. He wants you to love him, but on a voluntary basis, not on a forced basis. He doesn't want to try to scare you. You know, no scare tactics. Could if he wanted to. But he's smart enough to know that's not love. That's not the kind of love that I want. <clears throat> I want you to want me. You know, because of me, of who I am. God wants you to love him for who he is, not for what he might do to you. So, uh, I've got a scripture that I want to read from Bhagavad Gita, which deals with this topic. Anybody have any comments or questions up to this point? Feel free. This is kind of a deep subject. And I hope nobody gets angry with me because some people really are attached to their own process. Now, before I read this, let me say something. <clears throat> uh, what, it, what are we actually saying when we say, uh, I have my own way, I have my, my own style, my own method, I'm spiritual but not religious, meaning I've come up with my own, which is very, this is very common. Is it really my own? Totally mine? I've, I've concocted all of it? Or have I taken a little piece from you? And I like you and you seem kind of smart, so I'm taking some of your philosophy that I've heard from you, and uh, but I don't want to go all, there's some stuff about your philosophy I don't like and I collect some of his. And so I take a little bit from here and there, you see, and I put it all together into a bouquet of uh, philosophies and then I call it mine you know I put my name on it it's my own thing you see so it's a it's it's a hodgepodge really of different philosophies you see that do we agree with that or am I am I wrong I mean maybe you have your own path and you think no no it's all mine I invented every bit of it nobody has ever heard of it before <laughs> it's all mine I have a patent on it and it's copyrighted, see? So, uh, let's just say that we want to take a trip across the desert. We want to go to Los Angeles. On the, we're going to travel on the freeway. And you need to buy another car because your car's not going to make it. All right? So you need another car. So I'm trying to sell you a car. And you say, well, what kind of car is it? Is it a Ford? Well, yeah, kind of. Well, is it a Toyota? Well, yeah, I mean, it's got, I started out with a Ford engine and I put some Toyota pistons in it. You know, they fit, so I put the Toyota pistons and it's got a, a Chevy fuel injector and uh, a Dodge intake system and it's got a Chrysler cooling system and the transmission is a Kia and uh, you know, the body was a Toyota, but the doors are, one door, it's four doors, each door is from a different manufacturer. 
But I'm telling you, this is great. The reason why I don't say it is or isn't for it, it's kind of like my own. It's my own deal. I put it all together. Trust me. This will get you there. What's your knee-jerk reaction to that? No thanks. No thanks. I know you keep your car. You're hodgepodge. You see, I don't think it's going to be a vehicle that's going to get me to Los Angeles. <clears throat> so if I'm trying to sell you or influence you into a particular philosophy to take the trip back to God, back home, back to Godhead, uh, the first thing you want to say is, hey, where'd you get this? You know, you know I, well, I just pulled it out of my sleeve. I just, well, I'll put it back. You know? I mean, unless you can uh, walk on water or do some, you know, if you can prove to me that you're divine, then I'll buy into your philosophy. If you are divine, but if you're not, give me something that is divine. In other words, I think you're a nice guy, but I don't know if you know God. Okay? You see? Now, some people say, but it's my philosophy. It's just mine, and I'm not trying to sell it to anybody. All right? Uh, let's see what Krishna says. It's always nice to see what Krishna says. Krishna has a very interesting spin on this. This is Bhagavad Gita, third chapter, text 21. I'll read the Sanskrit and then uh, the translation. Yad yadak jarati srishtas tatara vetaro janaha sayat pranam kurute lokastad anuvartate. Translation. Whatever a great man performs, common men follow. And whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. Now, don't you think you'd be a great person if you had a formula to free you from the ocean of birth and death? If you cooked it up, wouldn't you be great? You'd be, you'd be a great person. So you'd have to be up there with Gandhi or beyond, right? So if you really have such a philosophy, then you would be a great person. So if you can influence others by your conviction and your philosophy that you've conceived on your own, you will have people that will follow you. This happens. We've seen people create new religions. In our lifetime, we've seen religions come and go, concoctions and whatever, you see. So if you do concoct uh, something, and you start to tout it even the slightest bit, you might get people that will follow you. And now, you've taken responsibility for their uh, future, you see? Because you've got something that's all new, and you're saying, well, it's, a, it's one thing if you're gambling yourself. But if you're gambling other people, is it really worth it? So it's a little self-centered if we think, well, I can cook up my own religion. I can find my own path. It's a little self-centered. Has anybody here ever felt self-centered? Yeah? Yeah. This picture that I just took of all of us, when I pass it around, who's the first person you're going to look for? Ourselves. We're a little self-centered. 
okay? So we need to get over that and start to think about the benefit and the welfare of others, you see? We, but we want to save the planet, but yet I'm self-centered. Now, I really do want to save the planet, but I really am self-centered. So if I'm going to save the planet or anybody else, I have to get a little less self-centered. I have to start caring and have compassion for my fellow man and fellow living entities, not just the human beings, you see. If I'm really uh, uh, sincere about wanting to save anybody, save the planet, save uh, the animals, save whatever, save the whales, then I have to get pretty sincere and I have to have some compassion, which means I, I start giving more compassion and have less self-centeredness on myself and take this responsibility. It's a responsibility that we have. Okay? Now here's what Srila Prabhupada, my guru, says in the purport of this verse. People in general always require a leader who can teach the public by practical behavior. A leader cannot teach the public to stop smoking if he himself smokes. Lord Chaitanya said that a teacher should behave properly before he begins teaching. One who teaches in that way is called acharya, or ideal teacher. Therefore, a teacher must follow the principles of Shastra, scripture, to teach the common man. The teacher cannot manufacture rules against the principles of the revealed scriptures. The revealed scriptures like Manusamita and similar uh, others are considered to be the standard books to be followed by human society. Thus the leader's teaching should be based on the principles of su such standard shastras. One who desires to improve himself must follow the standard rules as they are practiced by great teachers. The Srimad Bhagavatam also affirms that one should follow in the footsteps of great devotees, and that, and that is the way of progress on the path of spiritual realization. The king or the executive head of, of state, the father and the school teacher are all considered to be natural leaders of the innocent people in general. All such natural leaders have a great responsibility to their dependents, therefore they must be conversant with the standard books of moral and spiritual codes. You see? So, uh, this is kind of telling me that if I'm going to say, well, I have my own religion, I've concocted my own way, then I should never have children. I mean, if I did, look, look at the uh, look at the gamble. If I'm taking a gamble for me, am I going to take a gamble for my children and say, well, here's, this is, this is how it really is, my dear son and my dear daughter. Oh, Dad, that sounds interesting. Where did you get that? <coughs> got it right here. I got a little piece over there, and some over there, and some over there. I put it all together, you see. So, um, you can see the responsibility that father has to children or any type of teacher has to their subject. And someone who is touting religion is a teacher. So they have a great responsibility. Okay? So, uh, any questions or comments at this point? Come on, somebody, surely somebody's got a question. Yes? Just to 
help you out or you go along with this. Um, I was thinking about how a lot of these teachings that people come up with, they may pull them from different sources, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like an example of the Vedas, they're, they're extremely in-depth and vast and so on. And so you can pull different parts of the Vedas and come up with a certain teaching. And so that could very well be, on one, on one hand, sort of a concoction, but on the other hand, something that's that's valuable and worthwhile. A, a bona fide concoction. Yeah, or it could be wrong too. Yeah. Mix things in the wrong way and it doesn't work. It's bonafide, uh, incorrect, bona fidely wrong, bona fide, whatever. You see, you see what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another thing that this uh, signifies is that we have a, uh, an impression of the Supreme as not having, as they say, a dog in the fight. You know, you ever heard that term, having a dog in the fight? Meaning, in other words, God doesn't have anything to do with this. You say, I'm going to choose my own way. Now, uh, why not listen to him? I mean, I'm just saying. There's got to be a reason why we don't why we decide, well, I'm not going to listen to him. He's got all these scriptures. You know, there's the Upanishads, the Bhagavad Gita, the Srimad Bhagavatam, and the list goes on and on. We have a, a line of disciplic succession going back to Krishna himself, you see. Uh, our policy is that we follow in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. That's called anusilina, you see, following in the footsteps of the previous acharyas. So those that achieved per spiritual perfection, we wonder, what did they do? What did they think? What was their philosophy? You see, see what a bold step it is. If we, if I say I don't care about Bhakti Vinod Thakur or I don't care about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, all the great uh, previous acharyas, I'm going to do something that's I think is comfortable for me. You see, I'm going to overlook their greatness. You see, in other words. Are we thinking that someday we're going to actually come eye to eye with God? Are we really thinking about that? Or are we keeping him kind of in a, in a personal situation? In other words, it's easy for me to think like this if God is really just energy. You see? If I deny the Supreme a personality and a form, in other words, if I'm saying he's not a person, what to speak of the supreme person, he's just energy, light, you know. Well, then I can play, I can write any kind of book I want because I don't have to worry about displeasing or pleasing this energy. How do you please or displease energy? Can you make electricity happy? Can you make it angry? You know, if there's a, if somebody turns a bright light in your face, uh, can you make it happy or unhappy? Can you have a relationship with it? Can the bright light say to you, you know what, you're wrong. You've displeased me. No. 
The electricity can't say that. So if I feel that way, even subtly, and a lot of times we have a subtle feeling that since I've never shaken hands with God, I'm not even sure he has a hand. You know? And if he doesn't have a form and a personality, then I don't I don't have to worry about him or it. Let's take away the him. There's no form and there's no personality. It is an it. And I don't have to worry about it asking me to do anything. Especially, I don't have to worry about it asking me to do anything I don't want to do for it. You see? If I don't care about it asking me to do something I don't want it to do for it, you see what I mean? Well then, it can't get angry. It can't be pleased. It's just there. It's doing its job and giving me the energy to exist. But I'm never going to embrace its form because it doesn't have one. And it doesn't have a personality. So it is not expecting anything of me. And I don't have to worry about making it happy. See how convenient that is? If we accept the Supreme as energy, it is very convenient. That's why it's so popular. I mean, it makes life so easy. It is just energy. The, what are the, what's the, it, it makes life so easy. Huh? It makes life so easy. Yeah, it makes so life so easy, you see. The, the responsibility of worrying about what it wants. It doesn't want anything. He might want something, but it, uh, you see. It is never going to tell me, why did you do that silly philosophy thing of yours? I was, boy, I'm telling you, you had a piece of this and a piece of that, and none of it was working together. Now, oh, you silly person, you see. I'm not going to let it have a face or a voice. I'm going to keep it where it belongs. You know? Which kind of puts me a little bit on an equal basis with it. See how convenient this is? This philosophy of impersonalism, the Mayavad philosophy, is so convenient. If it doesn't really have a say in the matter, then I can be on the same level, or I could maybe, dare I say, be even a little bit better. Huh? As a matter of fact, maybe I am it. Huh? Whoa, now that's, that's potent stuff. See? If I take away the personality from the Supreme, and then, then I can concoct whatever I want. But as soon as I give a personality to the Supreme, then I have to find out what he would like. You see? And I find out that I delight in pleasing him. And I want to hold his hand. I actually want to reach out and, and take his hand. You see? I want to embrace him. I want to smell his hair, which must smell like forest flowers. You see, I want to get his opinion on so many things. I want to sit and talk with him and say, 
you know? Why did I make so many mistakes? How can I correct what I've uh, misunderstood? Wouldn't that be better than thinking I'm part of it? We are part of Him. We're part and parcel of Krishna, you see? But at the same time, we are individuals. We are part and parcel. We cannot change that. And He will never change that, that you will never be part of Him, you see? That is your constitutional position. So, any questions or comments? How yes. do you know that they'll never change that? That you will not, I mean, how, maybe one day he'll just say, no, you're, you're not part of me anymore. Well, I guess he could, but he's got this, this love affair going on. And his feeling of love for you is so deep that he knows you as you really are. Right now, we're confused and we're covered over, you see. Right now, in our current situation, we might believe that he could or would do that. You see, because we see that I'm not, I'm not a good friend to him, and I haven't been a good friend, I haven't been a good lover. You see, we know inside, we know our own uh, faults, and we're thinking, uh, boy, he sees this side of me, and he might. But once we get purified of this consciousness of thinking that we're the body or that we've had this that are giving so much importance to this life that we've had once we get over that once we find out uh, who we really are once we become self-realized we'll, re we'll realize that he what reason would he ever have could he He's, he can do anything but why would he because he loves you he feels that you complete him. You see? And all living entities. He feels that way about us. We don't feel that way about him yet. We're on that path. You see? And when we get to the point where we feel that way about him, when we achieve a perfect love for God, then we'll understand, you see, that he wouldn't. We're so dear to him. See. Until we get there, we may have some doubts about how he might feel with it about us. You see? I mean, why would he like me? You know? I mean, I'm the guy who did you fill in the blank here. You know? And then I So there's a lot of things that you could write, but that's negative. That's uh, that anything that's happened in the past has been stolen by time. You don't have it anymore. The mistakes that you made, you don't have them. They're gone. They've been devoured by time. Every mistake that you made, every offense that you've uh, created, everything that you've done incorrectly, and everything that anybody has done to you, that's all gone. Where is it? You can't touch it. You can't put a hand on it. It's been swallowed by time, you see. All we have is right now and where we're going. All right, according to the old clock on the wall, it's time to wind it up and let's have Kirtan. Hare Krishna, thank you so much for coming.